point of no return Lights become too bright to see The more I try, the less I can see The truth awaits behind that Hey everyone, this is Rob with the Four Songs Podcast. So I'm just going to be blunt here. This is the most important and impactful interview I've ever done. Certainly every interview for this show is important to me and hopefully to however many listeners I have. But this one, this is, this is going to stick with me for a while. My guest is Lisette Diaz, the incredibly talented singer and songwriter of the Cuban-born Nashville-based Sweet Lizzie Project. If anyone has heard this show before or follows me online, you know I've become a big fan of the band. Lisette has made a number of appearances here, and most recently, she and Sweet Lizzie Project guitarist Miguel Comas contributed a few songs to the Save Our Stages video benefit we released earlier this summer. But let's be honest, this is much bigger than music. If you've been watching the news lately, you're probably aware of the massive protests going on in Cuba against the communist government. You probably also know that any kinds of demonstration against the regime are rare and incredibly risky. People are literally putting their lives on the line, not just because there's a pandemic still raging, but also because the Cuban government does not tolerate dissent. And you may have also noticed that since the protests began on July 11th, there's not been much of an update because the Cuban government has shut off internet access to its citizens. So there's really no way of knowing what's going on in Cuba right now unless you are there. Since the protests started, Lisette has been active on social media in support of the Cuban people taking the streets. As you can imagine, this is an incredibly painful time for Lisette and her bandmates, along with anyone who has family in Cuba. While inspired by the bravery of the protesters, Lisette and her bandmates have no way of knowing if their family and friends are safe. They do not know what's happening on the island, or even if the protests are still occurring. So over the next 30 minutes or so, Lisette describes the frustration of not knowing what's going on, her solidarity with the protesters, and her unabashed views of the Cuban government. Now, this is a show about music, so we talk about SLP's forthcoming album, Pirate Radio, which the band is still recording. The title, Pirate Radio, is a nod to the restrictions the Cuban government used to impose on rock music in the 70s, when owning a Beatles record could literally land you in jail. At the time, many Cubans bought their own pirate radios to tune in to U.S. stations and listen to rock and roll. And we talk about two songs from the band's 2020 album, Technicolor. These Words, which was the last song she wrote before coming to the U.S., and Ain't Nobody to Call, which is a day in the life in Havana. But most of all, Lisette bravely talks about her hopes and her fears for her country. I say bravely because by speaking out, she knows there's a chance she may never be able to return to Cuba again as long as the current regime is in power. Speaking out is something we take for granted here, but in Cuba it can cost you your life and your country. And to be clear, as much as we Americans like to think everything is about us, this isn't a right or left thing. It's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's about one thing and one thing only, the Cuban people. And because Lisette has taken such a huge risk by even talking to me, we owe it to her to listen. I encourage anyone within earshot to hear this episode and share it with a friend and a family member. There's not much we can do here in the U.S. to help the Cuban people, but one thing we can do is spread awareness and acknowledge the sacrifices that the protests and the set are making and taking on a daily basis. So with that, I humbly welcome Lisette Diaz back to Four Songs. Thank you for having me. Really wanted to just get your sense as to what's going on in, in Cuba right now. We've, you know, we've talked a bit about this in prior interviews, but it seems like things are, are happening 
or you know on your home home country so i just wanted to but you know just first kind of tell us what's, what's going on well it's it's really hard for us you know us uh, cubans that are outside the island that it's it's really hard for us to get a you know reliable source of information because you know all we're getting are videos from from people in the streets you can trust the um, official press the cuban official press it's, it's just it's all lies so and and they need internet to be able to upload these videos so that's the first thing that the government uh, stopped when this sort of revolution or the pro- protests started it's that they they just stopped the internet service so it's it's been hard because then you don't know if the videos are new or or they're from the day before so you don't know what's really happening in the streets in, in the moment you are you know looking for answers it seems like the first day that was i think it was july 11th the um, it was last sunday when they didn't know because nobody knew this was going to happen that day uh, that's when we got uh, lots of videos of you know the this spontaneous protests all over the country pacific protests no violence just people were asking for freedom food you know we're hungry we 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 want freedom they were um of course criticizing the the, the president the, the problem was the way the, the Cuban government, the dictatorship reacted to these protests. Basically, the, the, the president, Diaz-Canel, sent the other part of the, the, the country to the streets to you know, fight these people. That's what he said, which was, which was terrible because, well, first of all, there's a, there's a pandemic that's been terrible in the last months in Cuba. Like people are dying. And uh, on top of that, they don't have food, they don't have medicines, they don't have hospitals, they don't have anything. It's, it's, been, it's been really, really bad lately. So, and, and, and I think the worst is yet to come because all these gatherings are not gonna be good for, you know, the pandemic is gonna keep, the virus is gonna keep spreading. So, you know, we have we just have to wait and see what's going to happen in the next few weeks or whatever. So, what happened after the Pacific protests is that the police and the, basically the army just violently, you know, and aggressively just stopped the the, the protesters. And and there are videos. There's no way. I mean, it's it's been really sad and 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 really tough to to watch, especially. Like, you know, for us, we've never seen anything like that in our country for many reasons. We, we're too young to, to remember things that, that, that happened maybe, I don't know, 20 something years ago in 1994, something similar happened. But I was not even aware of that. Like, I, I didn't know. And because of the dicta- dictatorship, you don't, you don't get to see this in Cuba very often. Like, people protesting, people expressing themselves, that that's never happened before. And, and if, if it happens, then, uh, you know, we didn't have internet in Cuba three years ago. Right before I came here, internet was very, very, very limited. 
So there was, it was impossible to spread the awareness of whatever was happening um, in Cuba. This time is different. This time, every time something happens, there's, there's, a, there's a phone watching. And again, it's just, it's, it's, it's complicated because I've never felt more proud of my people, of, of how brave they were. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's sad and we're worried about our family and friends and we don't, we don't want anything bad to happen to them. And again, we don't have a reliable source of information. So it's, it's frustrating. It's, and then on top of that, all the lies from the government is, 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 is terrible. I just, I hope that whatever, whatever happened I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't even know if it's still happening. I, I don't think there are people in the streets right now. You know, the police is everywhere, all over the country. Every corner, every block in the city has a couple of police officers. So, and, and they have guns. They have weapons. That's the only. That's the other thing. The Cuban people, we we don't have guns. I've never seen a gun in my life. I've never fired. A weapon and 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 of course they don't have that either so it's 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 the the people with stones and and sticks against the army with fire guns it's it's unbelievable it's it really is so how big of a risk are the people protesting and taking then i mean it seems like it literally is their lives oh yeah i i mean not only, I mean, yeah, of course, the guns and, and, and the fact that the army is there, it's, that's a risk, definitely. But even before that, people were risking their lives by putting themselves out there with a pandemic happening and, and, and with the virus out there. So if they were so desperate to, to do that, it's because the government is worse than the virus. And whatever their situation is, is, is worse than the, the virus. So, and it's, it's, this is not the result of whatever particular crisis we're having right now. It's, it's, it's 62 years of dictatorship. Yeah. Nobody understands that. Um, I've, I've been, I've had conversations um, and, and, you know, discussions, healthy discussions with with people here because you know it's it's not about left or right it's not about like people try to associate people here try to associate whatever is happening in Cuba with democrats or republicans if you cannot understand there's no way that you can um, make assumptions or or try to understand the situation in Cuba based on the system the United States have there's just no way. So it's people are tired. Yeah, I, mean, I was they, tired when I yeah. when I when I came here, and and they're just. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if this is gonna last. I don't know if, but it, I I don't think people are gonna forget because even if even if the 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 starting point of this protest was a crisis, a circumstantial 
because of the pandemic and all that, even if that, if that was a problem, the way the government reacted and, and what the president said, I don't think people are going to forget that. Mm. I, I, I'm not gonna forget. So even if, if things get better or, or protests stop, the president and, and the, the current administration, they, in my opinion, they need to leave right now. And that's not gonna happen. But that's that's what I that's what I feel. That's what I want. So, and we're talking about why now, and I'm wondering because you mentioned the internet. Is that I know now they're they're blocking it, but it seems like within a couple of years of getting the internet, people started. Hey, I'm curious what effect do you think that had on just helping the Cuban people just learn more, to see outside. I mean, I'm just is that a, a player? Like one reason why that's happening now that they're so willing to take these risks because of what they see outside? Absolutely, absolutely. Like for, for the Cuban government, the strategy of, you know, making the, the access of, to internet it basically illegal, it, it was a great strategy because people didn't know. People didn't know better than, than, than whatever the, the official press or the TV was telling them. And, and, and everything... The, the TV um, and the, the, the official press tell you since you're a kid is that this is the best country in the world and what we have here, you're not gonna find it anywhere else. And capitalism is the worst and the, the people die and, and, and you don't have free education and you don't have free healthcare. And, and it's a series of things that, hey, I, I know no place or system is perfect, but, but people, People deserve to know their options and just decide and, and compare. And, you know, even if, if there are a lot of things here that are wrong and, and things need to change like everywhere else, forgetting about that, this is not about America, this is not about Spain or Germany or what, this is about Cuba. And it's just deeply wrong, this, the, the situation and the way they do things there. I think that for sure the, the the fact that they now have internet is 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 a, is another source of information. So they can they can see what's happening out there. They can they can see the world. So what can people here do to help? Well, right now there are many things that like there are several campaigns that uh, like SOS Cuba. What most of Cubans are trying to do is, you know, spread the, the, the awareness. Because again, a lot of all the countries or, or just people in the world uh, still think that, that, that Cuba is perfect, that everything's okay, and, and that this is just three or four radical citizens with a bad behavior and, 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 and not well-educated. That's, that's what they think. Because that's the government version of, of what's what's been happening this last four days. So so we need to we're trying to change that. That's that's why I agreed to to this podcast and 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 that's why I'm I'm taking my time to reply every single message and all the questions because because people need to know what's happening in Cuba because the government won't let them know. So that's one thing. There are different groups of people. I'm not. I'm not sure if there's like um, 
like an organization that is collecting like medicines or or food but some individuals are um like in, i know some people in spain some people in miami who are trying to get this these things to to the the people in cuba and and that's the way we can help right now it would definitely help if if people had internet all the time and 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 they wouldn't have to wait for the government to restore the service when, whenever they think the situation is, is safe to 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 be filmed or or recorded again but i i, I don't know how that's going to happen uh, yeah i mean something that you said though about people have phones and they can take pictures of it now i mean that seems to be i mean that's the transparency i guess is what's different and that the message for time can get out and i, I mean it's interesting because i just did an interview with a an Irish musician, we were talking about some of his songs he wrote in the 90s, and one was called Fire of Freedom. And he said, you know, once he was talking about Northern Ireland and South Africa and other countries, and he said, once a country gets the taste for freedom, it never goes away. And you, you see that here too, like this is yeah. the beginning of something really, really big. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's happening to me. When I got here, I was not, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm the United States. Now I can go on social media and say whatever I want. I, I never did that because I was still afraid. It, it's, it, it was 26 years of my life listening to, you know, my mom saying, hey, if, if they ask you, you have, to, you have to say this. And you don't want to, you don't want to protest. You don't want to just, just listen and, and, and keep your, 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 your lips sealed. That's, that's just the way it is. And you get used to that, you know? Um, so it, it takes time for you to, to start saying things, saying what you feel, what you, what you believe. So, and, and it's been happening to me. So if it's happening to me and I'm here, the only difference is that I feel more protected here. I, I feel like I can do it and nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing bad is going to happen to me, but the problem is that you, you still have friends and family in Cuba and you have, you have like your house and eventually you want to go back to your country and you want to see that and you want to, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's your country. Right. And they can, they, can, they can decide that you're not welcome anymore. So that could be my case. That could be our case in the future. We, we, we don't know. We don't know the way they're going to react, but I mean, I, I know this for a fact. It happens all the time. Or they let you in and then you go straight to jail. By the way, from this protests that some people think it's, it's over now, it's all quiet. There's, there's a lot of people missing. We, we still don't know if, if, if how many people died. We don't know that. So, so it's, it's, it's really complicated, but uh, what I was saying is that if, if I'm feeling this, if I have this feeling of, of freedom myself, they have it too. I know, I know they're not gonna, they're not gonna forget this and they're not gonna let this die. So how important then, your passion is obviously, it's a lot of things with music, it is it's incredible strong passion of yours. How important is music right now and, in Cuba too, this, that having that art form to express yourself. Well, to me, it's very important 
because I'm a musician and I've, I've, I've used music for years to express myself. I think, you know, writing songs in, in, in English in Cuba was the way I found to, to keep it for myself because they, they, they were not going to understand. Since last year, um, November last year, was a, there was a hunger strike in Cuba. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was called uh, Movimiento San Isidro. It was not as big as, as this um, that happened right now. It was, it, was, it was a very small group of people, but they got, they got a lot of press. So, so we found out. And that was, the, that was actually the first time that I, that I saw the way the government was, was able to react uh, and, and the way they were capable of, of treating people when they feel like there was a threat. And, and that, was, that was a point of no return for me and, and, and for, for, for the band in, in general. And, and we all, you know, it's, it's not like we all agree on everything. We all have our points of view, but, you know, we, we live here now. We feel like we can, we can live with that. You can have your opinion. I can have mine. And we can all still have dinner together and that's going to be okay. Yeah. But that was a point of no return for, for me because, because the violence was, again, it, it, it was cruel. And, and they just they made a lot of people, you know, to, to wake up from, the, you know, the situation that was happening and that, and, and that the things that, 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 that you can do and that they're actually possible. It's not, you can do it if you want to. And they did it. So since that moment, we started, we started writing this album, which is going to be the next album of the band. And, and that's pretty much what I've been doing this this year, writing and trying to, and trying to put all this frustration and all this sadness and all this anger, why not, um, on these songs. So the record is gonna be called Pirate Radio because that was a way back in the 70s, uh, that was a way um, Cuban people were able to listen to rock music when it was illegal because it was illegal for, for, for some time, like seriously illegal. Like you could go to jail or some sort of concentration camps just because of the possession of a record of the Beatles. That simple. People, people used to like build, um, you know, handmade like radios in their homes to be able to get this secret frequencies and in crack the codes to be able to listen to this this music there was a show called beaker street i think it was miami there was another one in in from from little rock arkansas wow. um yeah and it's very interesting actually and it, it's it's a story i mean that was an inspiration for the record but it represents all the you know repression all the um, all the different faces of of the dictatorship in Cuba so if you're from the 70s and, and you were in Cuba and you remember what happened then you, you're going to understand the song but if you're just a teenager right now going through the, the situation that that Cuba has 
um, then you're going to understand understand it as well. And if you're not Cuban at all, it could be any other liberation movement or, or you know, social movement. So that's a record about, and the difference this time is that we're doing it in both languages. It's going to be in English and it's, um, there's going to be a, a version, like a whole different album with the same songs in Spanish. So this time we want people in Cuba and, and, and you know, Spanish speaking people to know what's, what's going on. And we're going to explain it loud and clear uh, because that's what, that's what we can do. That sounds, can't wait to hear that. Uh, but you, you mentioned the point of no return. Uh, that's a line in your song, These Words. Uh, you've had you've addressed some of these issues and songs that you've already released. So is there like a song like These Words, how, how did you channel that frustration? Or is that about some of these issues? Or is that, I... Well, that song was about, and I, and I was, I was going through the lyrics in my head this, this morning when you asked me about the song. And honestly, when I wrote the song, it was just because of a personal issue that was, it was the last song I wrote before coming to the States and I was just scared. But, but the truth is that it was such a tough decision to make because I didn't have a choice. the point of no return lights become too bright to see the more I try the less I can see the truth awaits behind that wall if it's written in this heart if it's meant to be because I knew I had to come here to be able to do certain things that I was not going to be able to do in Cuba because of all the reasons I've explained before. So even though it was not written, it was not about this that is happening right now, it's just, it's just another proof or another, you know, another chapter of frustration and, and, and you know all, all those lives that that all those all the people who couldn't make it in Cuba. Reasons won't feel good enough, but something bigger beats my heart. I struggled up the.
just just because you have to find another way. And I was lucky enough to 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 you know to be able to to find the other way. But some people just are, are still there, and now they are out in the streets screaming and, and fighting the the police. The song definitely fits the the situation, and 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 at, at the same time, it's just it's. It just it reminds me where I come from and and why I need to keep speaking up and 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 you know and, and saying what I what I what I believe and what I what I feel about my country because I don't forget. too I, I think that has a real almost that seems like it could be a direct reaction to a couple things <laughs> but yeah well it was it, it's a song about La Habana right and and all the things that you you see there and but it's, it's just the spirit of the song is different than than what, what I'm feeling right now I, okay. I that song is more about the it's 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 a description of of all the different things that you can see in La Habana, including you know the good things, the bad things. But I just, in general, it's just, it's just a thing that you get used to, and that's wow. it, that's just is the way it is. And while you're there, or while I was there, you feel like there's nothing you can change. That's the that's the general feeling of of the Cuban people. There's there's nothing you can change until now. They just they just tasted the you know that 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 feeling that when you feel like you can you can actually what you do actually matter matters and and that that you can change things important things. Um, but that's ain't nobody to call because it's at, at the end of the day it's just it's just you and and. And you have to keep doing whatever you're doing to survive and 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 no one's gonna come and and and, and help you. I mean you have your friends, but your friends are in the same situation as you are. So everybody's together, but we're all alone. In the end, 
Thank you so much for your time, Lizetta. As we wrap up, what gives you hope right now? I don't know. I, I keep I keep going over the the videos, all the things that I've seen during the weekend, and I just I start crying. Sometimes I laugh because because Cubans are Cubans are special for sure, and they can make and, and they can make something. Something, something funny out of a very um, unfortunate situation, and that, and that's the way we've, we've, you know, we've managed to survive all these years. But I, I feel like, I feel like something really special happened, and uh, they're not gonna forget. I, I'm not gonna forget, and we're gonna keep pushing and and trying to keep this this feeling alive. I, again, I feel very, very proud of some of those images. Obviously not the government, that was shame on, on them and then the police and, but the people, I, I saw, I saw a couple of very heroic situations that, that made me feel like, wow, I'm, I'm happy to be Cuban. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of, of being Cuban. Which I, it's not, it's not a feeling that I, that I take for granted. Well, thank you so much. This is probably not the easiest thing to do. So keep your, you and your family in our prayers. And uh, thank you very much. And if there's anything we can do, I guess as we wrap up, just if there's one thing you think we can all do to help, is it, what is well, it? You, you are already helping me and helping us by, by having this conversation with me and helping me the word out there about what's happening in my country. So thank you so much. Thank you again to Lisette Diaz for giving me so much of her time. Thank you for listening. Uh, please share this with your friends and family who care about what's happening in Cuba. Spread the awareness and keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Can't wait to hear Sweet Lizzie Project's new album, Pirate Radio. So hopefully we'll bring her back when that comes out. And again, thank you to Lisette. Thanks to her band and thanks to everyone who is fighting the fight. Thank you.